what's up, everybody? It is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcast for Rafa Sparza coming to you with an excellent episode that I cannot wait for you to listen to. But until then, let's get a couple little business things out of the way. Number one, let's give some love to our friends over at Nogi BJJ Gear. That is NogiBJJGear.com. Go over to them, put anything you want in the cart, take 15% off of what you put in that cart just by using the promotional code GRAPPLINGHOUR15. Also give some love to our friends over at DodgyCollective.com. They have amazing rash guards, but even better artwork. Now let's talk about this show. This show's pretty interesting. One, we talked to my friend Mike Wilson Jr., who's putting together a series of tournaments called the Sin City Submission Series. Now, what's interesting about this is he is putting together two tournament brackets for the 155 and 175 divisions that have some incredible names. If you haven't heard them already, I want you to listen to who he says he has on tap on this podcast. Also, I'm going to tell you guys, if you didn't get the chance to uh, watch this live and you're listening to it now, it is a little bit different of a viewing to hearing experience. So there's going to be a little bit of overlap. Our connection was a little laggy, so you may hear me interrupt Mike a couple times when it does not seem appropriate. I try not to do that, but if you are wondering, like, wow, Raph is being really rude right now, that's essentially the cause, even though I don't mind being rude to Mike if I'm being 100% honest. So I don't want to waste any more of your time. Go listen to this. Tell me what you think. Follow us at Grappling Hour on all major platforms. I'm talking YouTube. I'm talking Facebook. Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, and the rest. All right, I'll stop bugging you guys. Here's Mike Wilson. Enjoy. I'm sure you're going to see this guy and I probably more and more because it's not often that I get guests that say, hey, Raph, I'd like to come on your show and tell people why you're afraid of me. Now, I guess I'm going to open up the question to our guest today, the entrepreneur behind submission city submission series one mike wilson why do you think i would ever be afraid of you well you know what you're gonna lead with this and just air our dirty laundry out to the world you know what that's Mm -hmm. fine raf because when we do wwe bjj Mm -hmm. i'm going to not take it easy on you i'm Mm -hmm. going to show you exactly what i've been training for this whole time i built out my garage there's mats you can't even see over here. There's crash pads for the falls that you're going to take. Mm-hmm. It's it's just going to be a brutal, painful reckoning for all the smack talk you've had uh, for the last few years. You know, this match so has just been brewing guess, for a long time, brother. I guess the real question is, you know, most people would challenge me to a grappling match. And that's hilarious in itself because I'm not great <laughs> at that. But to actually call me out for my style, which is WWE BJJ, which is a combination of pro wrestling and jiu-jitsu, which is not something that you're known for. I guess the question is, why do you feel that you have the capability of going up against one of the leading champs in that industry? I mean, you know, to be honest with you, it's all about what I bring to the table is Mm -hmm. a realistic style coupled with the salesmanship of being a world-class BJJ slash WWE athlete, okay? When we bring this to the forefront, Okay, I understand that you've laid down some foundational stuff, and that's great. You know, the founding father, so to speak, of uh, mm-hmm. WWE BJJ. 
um, you know, we we do have a little bit of a, a, a respect to show you and things that we owe you for bringing that to the limelight. But in reality, it's uh, it's time for the new generation, brother. I just want to I want to go ahead and bring this out to people here. I don't know. This man is speaking enough on our history here, and we'll get to his tournament series in a second. But I just want to make sure that people understand, I have stopped and taken over this man's class. Yeah, he has taught classes <laughs> where his students have stopped and asked me questions. And yes, I won't put him on blast by saying whether he himself were asking any kind of qualifying questions about my techniques when I was teaching his class, pro wrestling moves. But for some strange reason, here we are. You know what? Uh what, behind, what happens behind closed doors training, especially in the quarantine times, yeah. stays behind the closed doors. We don't just let out our secrets to the public all willy-nilly about the training sessions, bro. Come on, man. Listen, you show me a little sharpshooter. I show you some Boston Crab. You know, either way, we figure it out. I guarantee you, you showed me nothing. And I want to make sure that it's so clear because you even put in the invitation. You're like, hey, man, next time I've got something that you should see. And I swear to God, this is why it's so funny. This is why I know Vegas was the second home to me whenever I would go visit there. Now you're out in California back again, which is great. But when I yes. would go to Vegas, I would see everybody. And it was between you, Dwell, all these other people who are sending me notes being like, yo, bro, I've learned something new and I can't wait to show you. And I go, I don't go here. This is not my gym. <laughs> I visit you guys once every three to four months, but it showed me I the know. impact I had. So I, I feel love there. I just want to let you know. What are you right now? A buck fifty? Uh, yeah, I'm like one sixty right now. It's one sixty-five. I, I put on. I'm trying to put on a little bit of weight during quarantine. I know. Just I know. I'm, I'm seeing you try to do that, and you know, it's it's not really working for you. Which all I'm trying ah! to. You're you're still in power bomb range because. Fat kid over here is uh, just fine. So anyway, um, we'll return back to that, I think, a little bit later. But for right now, I would like to turn the attention to you, sir. What is the name of the tournament series that you are putting together? So we have uh, Sin City Submission Series is the name of the game. Uh, you know, we did some tournaments, you know, over the last few years. We were doing like one a year um out of this venue in downtown vegas but uh you know we came to it's actually a funny story um you know i moved out to california at the beginning of this year in like uh, february march with the intention of uh opening up a 10th planet affiliate i'm a 10th planet black belt um so that was the plan got approved by master eddie everything was good to go and then boom COVID hits and uh, puts a damper on it. So I was kind of like, all right, you know, we'll see how this uh, thing plans itself out or plays itself out rather. And, uh, you know, months and months kind of go by and it's like, man, okay, this doesn't really seem like with California politics, it's gonna be a, a doable thing. But um, so anyway, you know, this time I'm kind of figuring out like, all right, I need to adjust my, uh, my business plans for this year for 2020. You know, I, I put a lot of, you know, effort and time and money and energy and everything behind uh, getting ready to open this this academy that is just on hold. So in the meantime, you know, a few of my old students from Vegas, um, you know, were out competing, looking for competitions all across the country, and they came across Jeff Glover's Money on the Map, which is like a buy-in tournament, and the winner of the bracket takes home some cash. So it's actually in Santa Barbara, the first few ones. So he hits me up, you know, now that I live back in California, he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to drive out there, compete. Would you be down to go with me and coach? course absolutely let's go check it out so uh we head up to there and uh man, absolutely 
yeah, we'll get into the details of that story later, but that was the kind of ins- inspiration for uh, Sin City um, submission series was, was going over there and seeing like the fact that we could do a buy-in tournament that people would be down for and, and to pay the money. Now my, with my thing is like, I want to pay people uh, the majority of the fees, you know, obviously you can't uh, run a tournament for free, but at the same time, I'm not trying to make, you know, myself rich off of, you know, running tournament events, you know, it's just about getting the people, um, the competitors names out there and getting jujitsu athletes paid. So that was kind of like my switch up for 2020 business wise was, okay, you know, Academy is going to be on hold for a while. Let's let's start doing these tournament events. And then, um, you know, I kind of started running with that idea and then it just brought up a whole new series of hurdles and obstacles in the, in the quarantine in order to uh, successfully and safely, you know, get this thing done. But I think we're on the right track. And, and next week, I think uh, we're going to show everybody that. Good for you, man. And I'm stoked to hear more about it. So you're doing two weight divisions, right? Yeah, that's right. We're doing 155 pounds and we're doing 175 pounds. Um, I felt like those two weight classes would attract some high level guys. Um, you know, generally speaking, especially during this time, the higher level competitors with ADCC trials and stuff coming up, they're looking to compete. So that was my uh, initial goal right there. It's not to say that I wouldn't, I, I actually have plans to do some blue belt, purple belt, white belt tournaments in the future, um, you know, give those guys a chance. But, uh, you know, right now with all things tournament wise being kind of iffy with COVID situation, I knew that, uh, you know, the high level competitors, they need to compete, man. It's like, if you're going to do ADCC trials, um, and you're not competing leading up to it, your timing is not going to be there. Um, you know, your cardio being pushed into the third, fourth round of a tournament, um, you know, is, is not going to be there. So you, you need to be out competing. And um, I'm just happy that we're able to provide, you know, an avenue for competitors. Yeah, dude, I was stoked when I saw you start to put all that together because, you know, when these things start to emerge and you start to see a tournament peeking its little eyes out and going like, is it safe? Well, fuck it. We're going. Who wants to come compete? Quick, over here. Don't tell anybody. Everybody shut up. I totally get the entrepreneurship of that. But what it's really sparking to is a number of competitors who just want to be ready when at any given time, ADCC doesn't give a shit if you're ready or not. It just happens. Right. It's going to happen regardless. Um, you know, and the guys who are out there grinding this whole time, the guys who are finding the, the, the relative unknown competitions on the East Coast, West Coast, wherever, um, you know, those are the guys who are going to be probably the ones on the podium, you know, at the end of the trials uh, next month in November. So um, that's going to happen. They say the West Coast trials is probably going to happen. I imagine they'll probably end up doing it in Vegas because California is just, you know, anything with a venue and combat sports related, it ain't, it ain't going to go well. Well, you say that, but let's never discount Orange County because yeah, Orange <laughs> County <laughs> is all about, well, I don't know if this is good for me, but yes, I'll take 12 servings of that. So Man, it will I'm, be interesting I'm, to see if that goes. I'm out here in Orange County right now. I moved back here. And let me tell you, like these people do not give a fuck. They are, they are maskless. Everyone's training at their gyms that I know of. Every gym in Orange County is open. If you train in Orange County right now, you know your gym's open. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, yeah, people down here don't care. But like L.A., man, L.A. is wild. You know, I've, I've, uh, I can't say where, but I've been to a gym in L.A. recently that a lot of people would know. And, uh, you know, just like across the street, there's a gym. 
like a CrossFit gym and they're, they got like a $5,000 fine from the city. Um, you know, so, I mean, LA is just weird. I, it, it's a political situation. I'm not going to try to get all crazy politics and stuff with this shit, but, um, you know, I want to train, you know, if we could do, figure out a way compromise to, to make everything safely, I think there's a, there, there's no reason why they keep, I think there's a, a healthy balance between you want to do what's safe for you and for this event, for your competitors. And also, you know, being an adult and saying, hey, listen, you understand the risks here. You understand what you're getting into. There's going to be some risk in everything you do. But particularly in this case, there could be risk that you take out somewhere else. So as long as we try to do the smart thing, totally understand. I would just say the following, which is you're trying to put together a event. And I think at its core, I always root for the athletes to get out there, get opportunities. The reason why I asked you what the name of your event is, we may have to work on the Google search engine optimization of this. Do you understand why I'm bringing this up? Uh, yes, I do. It has been brought up to me already. Okay. Well, they may have brought it up, but I'm also going to pull it up on the broadcast so that maybe we can uh, give it a little <laughs> bit more due here. So oh, I'm no. just going to make sure that people know when they go to sign up for a tournament, what they might be getting into here. But yes, should you search some Sin City submission, you get a Dom of Genesis. <laughs> it is a novella and uh, it's an erotic story. So I just yeah. want to make sure that we're doing our best. Like, I don't mm. understand if that is intentional. <laughs> if you're saying like, you know what, there's a whole area we're just ignoring here in jujitsu. You said you got some feedback. Do you mind discussing how that came about? Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the, somebody hit me up saying that, uh, that they, you know, we're, they wanted to sign up, uh, we were taking uh, competitor signups through our Instagram right now where we worked on our website and, uh, got things running. And, uh, Somebody told me that they Googled, you know, Sin City Submission Series or whatever, and that all the, you know, zero to uh, 100,000 searches in one second on Google is all submission, you know, sadomasochism, you know, dominatrix, every, the whole list was all about, you know, Sin City Submission. So I was like, okay, well, you know, that's something to keep in mind for later in case I want to rebrand, you know, depending on how big we go with Sin City Submission. But hey, I'm sure there's a market for that too. Uh, definitely, you know, if there's a market for WWE BJJ, let's not act like there's not a market for uh, submission submission, you know? Let's be very clear. I want to make sure that we're drawing two very different lines between the two because I work very hard to make my hashtag work over years. And I have had some weird shit thrown at me just from that. I have had a Russian dude basically do a recreation painting of like us doing like a move that I go, this is weird, but you know what? He took the time to fucking make it. So I guess we're going to share it. Uh, so, you know what? We'll take it. Hey, content's content, brother. Content's I mean, content. Hey, listen, bro, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. I just know that at a certain point I go, well, does it get our name out there? Sure. All right. I'm not making something today. They can put that up. I just found it so hilarious that when I was sitting here and I go, all right, let's have the website pulled so that maybe I could, Oh my God, (laughs) which by the way, kudos to her for that name because two first names is the way to go if you're creating an alias. So whatever mechanic or whatever accountant is writing this novella, kudos to you. The only thing that happens is you guys are the sixth entry on the Google search here. So... You said you had some information to send our way. I guess the idea is 
what do people need to know about this particular tournament? What are the the announcements? Because you said you had some things you were going to reveal on. The so, show. right the big the big things. Uh, number one is we got a live stream. Uh, we're going to have the link set up in our bio on Instagram. Uh, we're also going to put the link on our website, SinCitySubmissionSeries.com. Um, now, as far as like announcements, I got a couple of big names that I'm going to drop right now on the show. Um, one, obviously, we went with yesterday was Keith Kikorian got added to the 155-pound division. Obviously, you know Keith really well. He's been on your show a bunch. We've all trained together. Um, but he has, uh, man, he has really just stayed consistent, even with this year of no tournaments, really. He's, he's stayed consistent and has been out there competing everything. He won Sapatero last week. Um, he's coming out, you know, next week in a Sin City Submission Series, and he's got ADCC trials coming up. So super excited for him. Uh, the other thing is, oh, 100 pounds. Actually, I have not released this to anybody, but we actually got PJ Barch registered for 175 pounds. So okay. he's going to join Alex I Sanchez, saw, uh, Andy Varela. Because I saw about nine people hit you up when you said who should be competing, and they were all like, PJ? And you basically <laughs> had to keep responding, yeah, PJ would be nice. And then it'd be like, a panther that's in butter. And you're like, <laughs> yes, I, you know, I got it the first time. If we could get him, that'd be great. So you did end up landing PJ, which is huge. You mentioned two names that I don't want to neglect over after the PJ though. It'd be amazing. Uh, you were talking Andy, right? And Alan. Yeah. So Andy Varela um, and Alan Sanchez. Yeah. Those are the other two guys uh, that, you know, a lot of people would know that are very, uh, you know, well-versed competitors. Andy's been on submission underground, um, fight to win, and, you know, some other uh, combat worlds as well, uh, combat EBI. Um, Alan Sanchez won combat worlds. Uh, you know, he's won uh, a bunch of stuff, fight to win belt, Nogi. I think he was a IBJF Nogi world champ at Brown Belt. So, you know, those, I think those three guys are in there. Another dude who's a dark horse in that race uh, at 175 pounds is uh, Brady Wicklin. Um, he's a, a brown belt under Dave Terrell. Super exciting wrestler, um, really, really slick, hits MNRI rolls and all kinds of stuff. He's really, really exciting. I've seen him at uh, High Rollers. He's a friend of a friend. So we had him in this division as well. Uh, we got a couple other really good guys. Uh, Mikey Rolls, Mikey Gonzalez, a.k.a. Um, he's a uh, EBI combat jiu-jitsu. Actually, he had a match at Combat Worlds with Andy Varela. And I believe Andy won that one by submission. So that could be a possible rematch right there uh but just you know grappling without that's dope dude that is uh it seems like you've been putting together and then uh you're really really yeah it's it's i've been trying to look for the best guys you know and i really once i had the idea of getting you know the highest level guys i could um you know the big thing was put out a, a cash prize that would get their attention you know two grand's a good a good jumping off point and then we also are throwing out five hundred dollars um, if the bracket winner submits everyone a regulation, you know, EBI overtime, I'm, I personally prefer it for finishing overtimes in a tournament. Um, you know, watching two jujitsu guys try to take each other down for five minutes is, is, is boring. It's not the right thing. So could some things the EBI be better? Maybe, you know, but, um, overall I like it the best because it's either that, or you're going to have one or three or three judges decide who won the match and everyone's going to be you know complaining about that we see how that works with mma it doesn't work great 
So there needs to be some sort of definitive way. That's why I, I wanted to keep it just OG. And the thing is, I noticed online, especially is like people want EBI back so bad. I've talked to Master Eddie myself. I'm like, dude, people want EBI, just old EBI. Oh, bad. And uh, either not bring it, but you know, in the meantime, I'm going to try to promote my event to be, you know, if there's not going to be EBI OG returning, then we're going to run with it and we're going to run the EBI original rule set. And uh, because I think that does make for like really action packed events. I mean, I, I worked the first few EBIs a bunch of times for my coach, Casey. And um, man, they were so exciting. You know, those are Garrett and Gordon broke out and all those guys. So, um, you know, I think that's the, the rule set that I, I want to see pushed. I mean, I listen, dude, I, I made a number of interviews that did very well covering EBI. And when people were like, what was the secret of it? I go, I just showed up. Like other people weren't there clamoring to interview people at the very end. And now they're all on those guys jock. So I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it is weird to see it kind of not be here at the moment. I would just tell people, I think it's a, an important format for us because if you've ever gone to report or watch or even see this on your TV, any of these events, you start to look at your clock and go, so when do we go home? Because I think that's the benefit we got from EBI overtime, which was, oh, we have a functional way to just figure out. We've all been traded forever. Yeah, but it was like, we have a functional way to not just sit here and waste time. We have a functional way to figure out, maybe you're not better than them at jiu-jitsu, but we got to go to the next round is kind of the best way of saying it. So that's kind of what I've told people is I go, you know, for years we'd always say, is EBI the best rule set? But at this point I just say like, hey, listen, if we want to advance a tournament in a night setting, so far it's the one that I've seen do the most work. Exactly. You know, and I think uh, the biggest push, if, uh, you know, I, if I can say this is, is like, how else are we going to get paid as athletes in jujitsu if we don't make it spectator friendly? We, we have to keep in mind the viewership. This needs to hold our attention. And if you're a grappler that wants to make money, you need to be exciting. You need to try to go for the sub. And, uh, you know, as promoters, we need to put on events that are exciting. We need to put on events that are well you know, funded, well, you know, organized and all of that and, and try to create some, some form of professionalism. You know, it's, it's tough. It's uh, I heard a long time ago that, um, you know, we're, we're amateurs trying to be professionals in jujitsu, you know, it's an amateur sport that's trying to be professional. So if you want professionalism, you know, 155, um, one of the competitors, 155, Robert Daigle said to me, it was like, you know, I, what got me excited for this event, he's a, a Danaher brown belt from, he's a DDS member, you know, a junior member from out there in New York. He's actually flying out from New York to Vegas to compete. He competes all over. But what got him to come to this tournament was just the level of professionalism that we, we tried to show from day one, um, you know, contacting guys, trying to work out, you know, specifics, trying to help them in any way we can find places to stay, hook up rides here and there, whatever we can. Um, and then also the presentation, you know, is, is a big part of it. So that's, that's kind of the stuff I wanted to push and, you know, yeah, I wanted to say, I want to say, I think I saw you right after or before you did one of your first incarnations of this, when I was visiting Vegas 
And I think we had briefly talked about like the aesthetic, the style. And I think this photo, I'm going to go ahead and switch uh, to showing off of this. Cause I think this photo kind of gives a vibe of the kind of lighting and atmosphere that you guys are trying to go for. Uh, and it is off of your main uh, page over on this side. So hopefully people can see this, but like cool atmosphere, cool lighting. I do like the vibe of it. Let's just briefly go over what makes it unique, which is you definitely have a buy-in, but it is a buy-in with the intention of 200 to buy-in and a $2,000 payout to the winner. And as you mentioned earlier, a $500 bonus if all rounds are ended with submissions and regulation. So a lot of people always like to say like, what incentive do I have to get any kind of submission and write it to overtime? Well, that's one of them. So that's pretty good here. So talk to me about the EBI rules here because I see that it's seven minute rounds. So yeah. why did you have to pick it seven minutes? What is anything behind that? Is it just to kind of keep the action going? And two, this is in a cage, correct? Yeah, it is in a cage. Um, there's a couple of reasons for all those things. Like number one, I think a five minute match is way too short, you know, not, not hating on SG, but those matches are just way too short. Um, you know, it's easy. You know, if you got two black belts, the same size, relatively the same skill. Listen, if we roll for five minutes, dude, and I don't want to get submitted, you may pass my guard 10 times, but you're not going to submit me. So it makes it too easy to stall when there's a short amount of time. And then same thing when it's a 10-minute round or a 15-minute round or, God forbid, no time limit. I hate when people uh, suggest no time limit matches, dude. It's terrible. It's like, listen, you're going to watch two guys grapple for 55 minutes um, you know, for a one-off match, like what they did with that Felipe and Gordon, that was cool. But besides, and for a tournament idea, it's terrible. Anyway, um, you know, five minutes is too short. Ten minutes is kind of too long. It's going to be a slower-paced match because the guy's like, look, if I got to win four matches at 40 minutes, you know, it's it's just it, – it, it creates enough incentive at seven minutes to get going, uh, but it's not going to be a drawn, long-out process. And that was kind of my rationale. It was like, you know, ten-minute matches, I've competed IBJJF. It's way too long, dude. Nine minutes, you know, same thing, kind of eights, kind of whatever. So I just went with seven because I feel like that, uh, you know, you're you're gonna. It's a good median match, you know. It's like it's not it's not taking forever, but it's not over like five minutes. Is five minutes is too quick. The second thing is it's in a cage. Um, that's one thing I liked about SUG, and what I don't like about other promotions uh, when they have the stage um, EBI to do this as well but a lot of a lot of promotions nowadays do this where they do the stage with the mats you know, they make sometimes like i have seen a lot of promotions uh, on the east coast and made like huge giant mats thinking about the fleeing of the mats for takedown or submission it's just never going to happen um you know giving you know if you're doing points tournaments and you're giving push out points and stuff whatever that's your business but um you know, I think being in a cage, just it's not going to allow anybody to flee the mat. And that's a big part of a lot of matches. You see it at IBJJF. You see it at, at ADCC. You see it in these other big uh, regional tournaments. Um, you see it at the local Nagas, you know. So it's just it, that's one thing that I think we could do as a small, um, you know, event where we're trying to put together just a premier group of grapplers. Is we can keep them contained in the cage. And like I told everybody competing, I'm going to be the same thing in SUG. Just be as hands off as possible. If you're in a sub and you're next to the cage, you're in a sub next to the cage. Uh, you know, if you're in a choke off the cage, you're in a choke off the cage. I think it just kind of creates um, also for the viewership. I can, it creates a little more, you know, connectivity for the casual fan, you know, just watches UFC or whatever. They, they, they see the cage and they instantly they get what's going on. You know, there's nothing more foreign than taking a casual fan and then 
having them watch an IBJJF match and just be like, what, what is this? They don't have any frame of reference. So that was the two main ideas. There's a part of me, though, that feels, because, again, I'm looking at some of these rules, and I just want to go over them with you. You know, pretty standard. I just feel like, you know, when you mention over next to the cage, if they're in a submission, I really hope that you go the extra mile, even though you want to be hands-off, put on a good suit, and uh, really give it that Grand Theft Auto vibe, man. Like, go over <laughs> to them, maybe just hold a pipe in your hand and be like, hey, listen, if this goes to overtime one more time, I'm throwing this in here, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, just... So toss out the lead pipe or the baseball bat. You know, if you kill the prostitute, you get your money back, right? Just kidding. Anyway, um, so, you know, I think I think keeping him in the cage is dope. I think that's the best thing to do to stop the fling of stuff. SUG got that right for sure. Um, you know, same thing with overtime. I just think that the, the time needed a little adjusting on that. I was happy to do that with our event. And then, uh, you know, same thing. Like I said, it, it's just... I want to create an event that has action. So giving them an extra bonus if they finish everybody in regulation is only going to, you know, incentivize people. And, you know, you don't want to do the, the, you know, you get half as much, you know, if you win. But um, definitely just giving them an opportunity to win more money, I think, is a step in the right direction. It's best we, best idea we could come up with at the time. Well, I think we want to try and get away from being jiu-jitsu the game show or jiu-jitsu the hey, this match came together through Facebook comments or Instagram comments because I don't see Tom Brady putting $1.5 million of his own money against Cam Newton Dude, any given That's what week. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like, you know, that's a perfect example right there. Even the the top of the food chain echelon guys, you got your Gordon Ryan and Galvao, um, you know, we're so amateur at this sport that we're, we're – these are the two best guys and they have to put up their own money – just to face each other it's just it's kind of crazy that we don't have a a league you know what it is is it's showing a certain kind of commitment and belief in your craft however you know as much as i'd like to see this match i don't think anybody needs to take a second mortgage on their house just to make it happen so for me i would rather just see it athletically put together and i think sometimes what we made the point on this week's verbal tap was people are making this try to happen in a grappling economy or a grappling uh, sort of financial way that just doesn't merit it. Like our sport can't do that right now. It's not equipped to do that. doesn't mean it can't go there, but if we're talking like personal stakes money, it does make us seem maybe just a little bit more amateur. Cause even with our sister sport or our brother sport of the UFC, I'm not saying Anderson Silva say, I'm going to bet my purse money. I'm not saying Khabib saying, like, throw another three Gs on that. Like, we just seem a little foolish in that way. Oh, I lost you there. You there? You did. Yep, I'm Sorry still with that. you. Don't worry, uh, man. But I, I, I agree. I... It's all good. You good. Good. Yeah, it's all good. I, I agree with you. You know, like, uh, exactly what you said dude is you know we don't see mma guys doing that kind of shit and that's because you know they have a league grant they maybe explore uh compete you know within a regular regulated system and you know overall the ufc is uh besides the pay thing you know they're they're, they're pretty good to their athletes overall I, I train with a lot of people 
um, you know, that are in the UFC or have been and whatnot. And uh, overall, it's good. And, you know, something like a league would be something that one day I want to emulate and grow into, you know, as as an event series. Um, Another thing that I kind of want to grow into is like, you know, Mo Hasim is not going to be running ADCC forever. He said that 2021 may be his last one. So there's going to be a big gap needed to be filled. And I really am uh, keeping my eyes on Vegas 2021 on ADCC and seeing how things go and, and how close I can get to them. So, you know, Mo, if you are watching this, reply to my messages, brother. I want to come in and and then turn in and see what you guys do and uh, get some guarantees ideas. not watching me, but I can tell you um, as much as I <laughs> like go there. I also know for sure, you know, he's got that promoter speak of this is my last one. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. I think he'll maybe take a break, but it, he's saying it's yeah. going to be my last one in the same way that I believe that this is the last diehard with Bruce Willis, or it's the last Indiana Jones <laughs> with Harrison Ford. If the market equates it and tells you there's an audience, he'll always have a place in there. So, you know, hey, man, uh, he can do it as long as he wants. I, that's perfectly fine on my radar. What I would say, though, is this. Let's look down a little bit more of these rules, because I did want to bring up one little thing here. And I would like to say uh, I do have some appreciation for what you do, despite my my hassling of you a little bit. But look at this. <laughs> Matches will end via physical tap out or a verbal tap out, which is nice to hear rather than verbal submissions because motherfuckers in the UFC be costing us SEO whenever they call them verbal. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I appreciate that. It would be nice if our logo was there, but I understand, uh, you know, sponsor you. So I, I kind of get that. I was going to say, you know, we were taking sponsors for a limited amount of time, but they got <laughs> snatched up super quick. You know, we could have put the little, uh, the little reser- reserved oh. logo, trademark logo in oh, there for you. What's but. that? Is this interview over now? Okay, no problem. <laughs> anyway, I just like the fact that I see that on there. And this is one that I kind of don't ever have people talk about all that much, but I would like to point it out. You also pointed out as one of the rules, and I don't know if you see this a ton of places, but throwing in the towel. Now, <laughs> I have to tell you, from a WWE JHA perspective, that is a storyline we haven't played with yet, and we will 100% do that. So, <laughs> yes. Where did that rule come from? Is that my uh, you've seen or just something like, well, a coach's discretion sort of a thing? No, I feel like that's uh, one. I did not even realize that was on there, to be honest with you, throwing in the towels on there. <laughs> but uh, that must have been my producer's input on that. He's actually the one who created the website and uh, does all the cool marketing shout out to oodles oodles of rudels my boy rudy um who's working with me on this project but he must have put that in there but you know what we're gonna keep it we're gonna honor it and if you're a coach and you see your guy in trouble and you don't like you know what he's doing and you want to throw in the towel hey we're gonna respect that and you're gonna your boy's gonna be out that's all that's all there is to it now I didn't realize that was in there. <laughs> There's nothing more I love than knowing I exactly was right on on that question. Sometimes uh, you ask a question and people go, yeah, I mean, it's just, it means what it means. And you go, okay, no problem, no harm, no foul. Just ask the question. Here, my instinct just said, Raph, there might be something here. Just, <laughs> yeah. uh, either way, glorious, because I wish someone would. The drama that would come to that, could you imagine we get a $1.5 oh million match and then all of a sudden you see mrs galvo or you see danaher throwing a towel and all of us go what that's crazy he oh, owns his oh house playing for plink sips now so 
anyway. I wonder if has that has that ever happened? Wasn't there like a Gracie challenge like way back in the day where something like that happened? Where I think one of the Gracies got the towel thrown in. It wasn't one of horses fights. I know that happened to horses fights, but uh, I feel like there was like I, I don't want to I don't want to say it was Henry or Hero, but I feel like there was an old Gracie challenge back in the day where uh, the corner threw in the towel after after a while. I thought it was. Research that one. Hoist though. Uh, no, I definitely. Well, Hoist, Hoist got the towel thrown in when he fought uh, uh, Sakuraba for that fucking two-hour fight. Right. That was that was that one. That makes sense. Okay, so uh, Josh yeah, asked this. I only fanboy. I only fanboy of Sakuraba. That's fair. So Josh the Duke threw us this question, which was PJ, PJ Keith and Deagle are in this, right? Yes, sir, Josh. Uh, yeah, they're all signed up. They're all registered. Um, PJ Barch, Keith Kerkorian, Robert Daigle. Um, like I said, Andy Varela is another one in there. I mean, man, there's there's just a ridiculous list, to be on, honest with you. Uh, Bendy Casimir from uh, mm. 10 Planet Downtown Las Vegas, Kneebar, King of the Leg Lock. Um, Leo Domingos is, at the, is in the 155-pound division. That's uh, Rafael Domingos' brother. He's a multiple-time IBJJF champ guy, really good 155er black belt. Uh, Michael John's in at 155, also a veteran for all these different regional uh, events he's been on. Amazing black belt, one of my one of my good, good friends. Uh, okay. Manny Moreno, who's from Aries BJJ. Man, it's just been, I mean, there's, it, it's pretty stacked. It's looking good. I also got another really solid black belt at 175 that should be signing up today. I don't want to throw his out there yet, but uh, really, really high level black belt as well. He's won a lot of cool stuff. So we'll see if he signs up today with the releasing uh, info of PJ, because I feel like a lot of people want to match with PJ. Um, I know a couple of guys at 175 in my in my division already already hit me up and were like, "Hey, let me get PJ," you know. And I was like, "Okay, we can let's see me see if this man. <laughs> if you get what you wish for." <laughs> hey, you know, I will be a hundred percent honest. Uh, I've even asked for a, a not a match with PJ, but PJ is doing this thing where, in his I guess garage or his training, the Panther sessions that he's doing, uh, he put up something where he goes, "Hey, man, if you bet five dollars." And it sees if you could submit me or try and take me down. And if you lose, I'm going to give you barbecue. And I was like, why would you not do this? Like, why would you not take the opportunity? I would do it just for the barbecue. <laughs> that sounds like a stupid idea. And he recently put up the other day, he said, hey, man, uh, you know, I, I'm putting together a, a highlight reel of this. And, uh, you know, he puts it on his, his stories. And I go, hey, did you say that you were going to pay people money if they took you down? He was like, yeah, I think I was going to give them like 50 bucks or something. I was like, is it dumb that I would have just shown up for the fucking barbecue? Like, here you are trying to give money and I like, <laughs> just, just grill something. I mean, you're going to beat the shit out of me. But at the very least, if we record it, it's good uh, footage. For Dude, me let me hour. So I told him in the future, if they right? let me just get a plate of ribs. Right. I was like, bro, I'll show up for a print. Like, think about it. Your $5 entry is going to be <laughs> cost benefit. The only thing you have to take in is a hurt soul from PJ snatching it from you. <laughs> I can live with her. Uh, exactly. Exactly, dude. Let me yeah, go ahead. PJ and will, uh, PJ is one of those. Uh oh, we lost you. I got you. I'm yeah. back. 
Uh, yeah, no, PJ, PJ's a beast, dude, and uh, I have nothing but respect for him. So I just love the fact that he was doing that. And I said, man, like you doing this, him doing that, these are all these little creative ways that I see people trying to get around what would normally be a very shitty time for people. And that's literally what I think I gravitate towards. So I guess I'll start from the very beginning because you mentioned you were about looking to open up a gym when you were moving out this way. When Corona did hit, though, like, were you not training for a little bit of time? Did you have to take some time off? Where were you mentally uh, when this was all going on? There we are. I didn't hear the last part of your question. I'm sorry, brother. Mostly just asking, like, when Corona hit, did you have to take time off? And how did it affect you both physically and mentally? Man, so it was actually a pretty crazy story. Like I said, I was uh, planning a move back to California. Uh, I got my black belt last year from Coach Casey, and uh, that was when the kind I kind of formulated the plans to put in motion. Um, I was looking at different areas, uh, different locations. I was actually looking at Texas for a while, um, but then um, 10th Planet Whittier ended up closing its doors last year, and uh, so there was an opening um, in Southern California. And right now, there's uh, you know the, at the time last year there was there was a restriction on new gyms. Uh, opening in, in uh, Southern California for 10th Planet affiliation. So there was no new locations happening. So when Whittier opened up, I was like, okay, let me let me jump on this. I'm from Long Beach, which is like, you know, 10, 15 minutes away from there. Um, so I was like, okay, this is as close as, uh, as I'm going to get to Long Beach. You know, I better jump on this opportunity. Cleared everything with Master Eddie and uh, just started working on gaining capital and uh, making the moves necessary. So fast forward to, you know, February, um, my girlfriend had actually a fight in uh, UFC London um, in March. So we were training, you know, I was driving back from Vegas to here uh, as part of her camp. You know, we're training jujitsu. Um, she trains at Black House um, uh, MMA for sparring and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I was doing a lot of commuting back and forth. And at that time, it was actually pretty uh, convenient because I had meetings with my business partners, my investor, my lawyer. I was looking at locations in Whittier. So I was meeting with a uh, real estate broker as well. Um, and everything was going great. And I found a really, really nice location, pretty much exactly where I wanted in the city of Whittier. And uh, we were in lease negotiations with the owner. And, uh, you know, the fight for my girlfriend came close. You know, I'm going to be in London for a couple of weeks. We take off to London. Um, we get there, we land, we're on the ground 26 hours and the UFC sends us right back. They canceled the show. This was like peak when Corona hit and they actually started shutting down international travel. So, you know, we knew before we left, when we were leaving LAX, you know, our, our friends and family were like, oh man, you guys are going to get stuck over there. Like what happens? And we're like, ah, whatever. We'll be on vacation. Like, ah, it's whatever. And uh, we were made a 24 hour plane ride to be on the ground for 24 hours. We didn't see anything in London, didn't do shit in London. It was a terrible experience. Um, they sent us right back. And then, you know, we get back, we land, and it's like peak toilet paper is fucking out at the grocery store. There's no food anywhere. We're just like, oh shit, what do we do? <laughs> like, what's going on? So, you know, it was like, at that point, I was like, okay, we, we need, I need to start. First thing I got to do is go to Vegas. <laughs> number two fight and 
Chaba's still in lease negotiations. So Corona breaks out. They start shutting everything down. Obviously, I spoke with the landlord. It was like, hey, listen, uh, I don't think this is going to be the right time. We're going to wait it out, see how it goes, because uh, the city of Whittier is in L.A. County. And L.A., um, you know, like we said before, is just very politically influenced, you know, by the state governorship. So um, there's no gyms open. And trying to open something brand new is going to be an insane amount of hurdles. So that was kind of the whole situation uh you know, I had rash guard ready to go. I had shirts ready to go. I had the location ready to sign on. I had mats being ordered from Zebra. You know, it was it was all pretty much a done deal up until that point. The blessing in disguise. I'm lucky to find a friend who right here in Orange County. And he opened that up like, I think he signed on the lease like, February 1st and he just opened his doors like maybe two weeks ago you know he was closed this whole time so it was a blessing in disguise you know I got lucky and uh you know I'm just I'm glad I didn't lose you know my ass and lose all my money um you know right when I was starting this because a lot of a lot of gyms you know it's like once you open you don't want to fail and reopen another location you know and and try it again it's it's when when you open your doors you want to stay open and that's that's kind of was my my thinking for waiting and uh you know in the meantime like i said i just had to switch things up uh, business wise and look at other avenues and i'm like hey you know there's not that's going on people want to compete people are still training obviously and can we do and luckily i have the connections i have um and i have the ideas that i have and i have the experience of doing a few of these you know one-off events here and there that i can make this happen and uh you know i also reached out you know a lot of these competitors you know they're they're high level guys but i know a lot of these guys personally so it was uh it wasn't too hard to get them up for this yeah i mean i have to applaud you dude i feel like I, I just feel like you put together, you know, when you say you've got a, a number of friends that you're, you're close with that are on this card, uh, those are some pretty good friends because a bulk of who you have put together for this would be a very good showcase on just about any other uh, sort of thing. And more importantly, man, we're at a place where a short tournament with a low staff to do something like this is actually a much more reasonable endeavor than some of these guys going to like an IBJJF tournament where there's a giant amount of risks. So oh, yeah. they don't have any real protocols putting in other than being like, did you guys uh, wash your gi? Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, hey, if your state is open and they're allowing you to get more power to you, you know, open, I'd be doing it here. But right now, with Vegas being um, things real quick, or the people come in here, um, obviously, all the competitors we're going to know ahead of time. We're going to have weigh ins that same day at a different location um, so that we could temp check everybody ahead of time, get them their COVID waivers, get them weighed in. As far as uh, people at the venue, everyone's temperature checked when they walk in the door. Everyone is uh, pre-sale. So you're going to have to, you know, we're going to have everyone's name and information who's coming to the event. There's absolutely no ticket. 
a door whatsoever. You cannot purchase a door and just walk in. You have to pre pre get ahead of time ahead of time so that you know if anything were to come up or somebody that's positive we can notify other people as well and uh and then the other uh, are going to be spaced out you know groups all, all you know you're going to be within your group that you came with but everyone else will be spaced out six feet apart competitors will be totally isolated there's a couple of back rooms that uh, I have training mats will be set up and competitors will be isolated. So we're going to try to keep it um, within guidelines as much as humanly possible. To be honest, the only uh, guideline issue would just be the two guys grappling. Um, besides that, we're not in any violation whatsoever. We're within capacity limitations. We're temp checking at the door and we're social distancing the, uh, the spectators or groups apart. So we're not breaking any uh, guidelines as far as Vegas is concerned. Cause I know some people have asked me that. That being said, we are keeping the venue uh, close to our chest until, uh, you know, next later next week, because the reality of a Karen situation happening is very high. And, uh, you know, we just don't want to expose ourselves to that. So if you pre-purchase the ticket, ahead of time via email where the location I haven't given you, but uh, that's for a reason. And that's to minimize the Karen situation. If an emergency Karen situation were to happen where, uh, you know, some sort of government Gestapo agency would come in and try to shut us down on the spot, um, I have secured a backup venue and uh, it'll just be me, my staff, and my competitors um, and their coaches only going to the backup venue. All the spectators will be refunded their full amount. And uh, same thing if the venue, uh, secondary venue is also shut down magically and we don't have a whatsoever, everyone's getting refunded their $200 and uh, no questions asked and it's just is what it is. I'm a huge fan of this because it sounds like you have several options where you're like Best, essentially you know, turning to into as a as possible to be as transparent. I, I was uh, just saying, it Go sounds ahead. like you're yep. almost turning into a video game villain where it's like, ha 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 ha, you think you've caught me, but wham, you go to the next level and they have to like follow you there. Uh, dude, <laughs> you know, it's just the reality of these days, man. It's like, it, you know. Only have I heard of people, and the other thing I didn't want to do was limit a crowd if we could legally have one, which we can. Um, so it's just the the venue capacity is limited. We're going to be within that capacity, and everyone will be social distance and temp checked, and that's that's within regulation. So we're fine with that. Can I put in a little suggestion here? I think my humble contribution to you guys, should you get shut down is maybe pull in a full like slot machine and a card table and be like, we're a casino right now. Uh, weird, awkward, show yourself out. Um, we're gambling <laughs> legally here. My brother over here is playing rap. So see if that works. Cause truly well, it fits in the name well, too. You're not you're not wrong about that and dope shit about it. I can't I don't want to say what's so cool about it because then people will start Googling it and they'll figure it out real easily. But um, it's a really, really cool place. It's got a bunch of wacky shit everywhere, but just the venue itself is really neat.
on the, the cage looks awesome. And, uh, you know, just the spectators will have a good time. I promise you that. There will be alcohol as well, legally, 100% legal. It's all within proper things, but okay. there's alcohol for the uh, spectators. So I imagine the crowd will uh, appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, kudos to you, man. It sounds like you put in a lot of effort and a lot of time into this. And this is actually going to take place next Saturday. So not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, correct? September 19th, uh, we'll have that info, the link on the live stream in our bio. We will also have it on the website, so you can purchase that. It's going to be $4.99. Very cheap. Um, it's just to kind of cover our production costs. You know, like I said before, dude, I'm not trying to get rich off of running tournaments. I don't think that's even a, uh, <laughs> like a realistic scenario anyway. <laughs> But, um, you know, we're not trying to get rich or anything. So, you know, $4.99, we're trying to get eyes on it, um, keep the price super low. And for, like you said before, a card of this level, dude, like we have out of 32 competitors, more than half of them are black belts. And out of that half of them that are black belts, uh, you know, I would say half of those guys are world-class ADCC level IBJJF podium level guys, you know, I mean, they are just, it's, it's, you know, I don't want to like pat myself too hard on the back, but like the level of guys that we got for this tournament is pretty, pretty impressive. I feel like it's, it's, it's up there with like, you know, right. And all of that, like, I feel like we're, we're, we're stay tuned, man. When I get some more capital, if you're an investor and you're serious, you hit me up. If when I get some more capital, this is just going to be completely the next level. That's pretty dope, dude. And I, I love hearing all these things, uh, especially, you know, for something that you're putting together here. And what I'm going to do is I'll definitely tune in and I'll, I'll see what's going on. But we'll definitely put an invitation out to your winners of the tournament to bring them on the show here uh, to give them some extra shine, because I feel like that's always fair. Because otherwise, if I could and all things considered, I would normally be covering something like this if I had the schedule open. So I always like to make sure that we, we pay attention to the people who do big things. Dude, I wish I wish you were coming. It would have been great to have you. I actually got uh, my boy Kevin Widows. I, do you know him from? Uh, of course, I know Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, you know sure. Kevin. So he's going to be one of my commentators. Um, man, I wish you were coming too. You you guys would be such a freaking great one-two team. It'd be awesome. Oh, I I have a high appreciation for for Kevin, and I'd love to work with him. Only thing is, uh, not a huge fan of his guillotine. Uh, everything else about him, super great. He's uh, he's somebody who uh, I joke around with a bunch, and uh, I know he's done excellent work on all of this stuff. But man, that's uh, he's a great commentator, so that will definitely pull you through uh, a bulk of what you guys are doing. But yeah, man, I mean, obviously it's just a matter of time. And the thing I like about you is you're going to continue putting on these events. So I just always look at it as all right, it's not working this time, but in the future down the line, I don't worry about those sort of things because there's always another grappling tournament, my man. Oh, yeah, there will be more opportunities, 100%, for sure. And to be fair, I'm not so sure that I wouldn't, like, take a moment off of commentary to go take a steel chair and hit you behind the back and create <laughs> a separate match into itself. So I'm, I have Dude, to be very I honest I swear, if a match gets too boring and you're there, I'm jumping on top of the cage and flying <laughs> People's elbowing you out. I you guys strategically close enough as the commentators. We're gonna get the table. It's gonna just wait. Just wait. 
Yeah, Mike, I, I appreciate this because uh, you know what's great? Uh, uh, what I do appreciate about you is is that you do come from a nefarious heel kind of perspective. Like you were already talking about cheating to win, but the only thing you don't understand is for my lack of skill, I cheat more and I have more hate in my heart. So in that respect alone, I feel quite confident about my chances. Well, you know what, brother? You can assume all you want, but... <laughs> the real bad guy is here. And it's boy, Raph, but I will. Yeah, no, I'm really afraid of you and your buck 60. Uh, you, you're definitely super terrifying when you barely fill out the t-shirt. It's okay, man. I totally understand. You're lifting the weights to try and get that yokeness in there. But, you know... It, ah. you're, you're, you know, you're, you're doing the best you can. Uh, some people are cruiserweight champions and some people are heavyweight champions. And I'm just saying, you know, do you, man. Bro, Ray Mysterio, they counted him out forever and look what he accomplished. They never, they said he'd never be the heavyweight champ. And now what do you... <laughs> Count out the little guy and see what happens. <laughs> let's start to round, uh, let's start to round uh, third on this one. So ah. here's the thing, dude. I wanted to uh, do a little bit more of a profile about you, the person, but we're coming up on an hour here. I want to be respectful of your time. So here's my idea. Here's my thought, which is we will do a full profile of you later, but we'll put a, a bookmark here. And I feel like a good time to do a profile on you is when I go visit your gym when you finally open it. So I think what we'll do is we'll make that happen when you are opening up your gym. I'll make a visit down there. We'll do a whole thing with that. And I think that'd be a good investment. Time. But like I said, we're going to welcome you to uh, on a future installment of this show. We're happy to promote you in the meantime with whatever events you're putting on until you do get that open because we want to make sure all these competitors get the true appreciation that they're supposed to get. And I love the fact that you're, you're putting together a pay structure for these guys who, if we're being honest, I know are struggling on their own versions of trying to keep up their schools, trying to keep up their privates, trying to keep up their ability to teach. So at every opportunity like this, it, it may not mean a ton to a number of people, but to the people it does matter to, it matters significantly. You know, we're, we're, we're just trying to, like you said, try to give some guys some opportunity. I know, you know, 2000 or potentially 2500 bucks to some people ain't, ain't much, but to, uh, like you said, struggling grapplers, young guys, um, you know, these guys uh, who are competing, majority of them, this is their livelihood too. You know, these guys are your coaches. These are the, the instructors. Ours, which they can't do a lot of, so, um, you know, just trying to give them an opportunity. I think for our first show, Uh, four to five thousand dollars for our first show to a lot of promotions come up and they, and they try to pay you know what they can and that's great but you know for us to give out like five grand on the first tournament to the winners i think is pretty good so I, I it's only up from here it'll only increase from here and um you know the more tournaments the more experience and uh you know the more views the more eyeballs that we get the more we could pay people so what's well, good stuff uh mike before we start to close this on down 
I want to give you an opportunity to thank whoever you want to thank to help put this you know event together. I want to give you the opportunity to give some shout outs out. So, sir, the floor is all yours. Oh, there you go. Oh, sorry about that. Just want to shout out to the sponsors real quick. Uh, CBDHSolutions.com. Really, any CBH uh, awesome products on there. Uh, second shout out is definitely to Impact Mouthguards. Uh, Impact Mouthguards, based out of New York City. Uh, Dr. Showerwitz, um, dentist quality mouth guards. Both of those two companies are putting together uh, some items for price pack for the winners. Um, so they're going to get all kinds of CBD stuff. Um, remember some other stuff too. And then uh, a uh, mouth guard, um, dentist quality, like I said, customized fully. It's like really, really high quality. Injitsu is the third sponsor. Uh, Injitsu is like a uh, BJJ app that uh, gives uh, information on uh, instructors and allows them to teach through there. And then the fourth one is Zebra Mats, good friends of mine. Uh, um, they supported my coach, Casey, and all of his academies. Coach Casey's opened like seven academies with the help of Zebra Mats um, using their products. Um, they've been really, really good to them as well before my academy, which I will do eventually anyway, in addition to maybe needing some more mats and stuff like that for the tournament. So uh, Zebra Mats came on board as our fourth sponsor. Really appreciate those guys. Kyle uh, Fisher, one of my boys, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, my producer, Rudy, who uh, has worked with me on this. Those cool graphics, all those posters. Um, and uh, worked really hard on this. I want to tell him thank you a lot. That's it. That's what's up, dude. And again, wishing very big success for you guys. That is going to be September 19th. You guys want to tune in. It will be available on a stream for 99 Jesus Christ, if I hear one more of you guys complain about Flow Grappling being that much money and you can't shell out five fucking bucks to support a local grappling company when you buy fucking Starbucks and every other goddamn dumb thing that you can possibly buy, then you suck. It's not the people. You suck. So anyway, <laughs> listen, Mike, uh, I'm going to talk to you off air. I'm going to close this bitch up. My thanks to you, sir. Super happy uh, for this coming up, man. And I look forward to seeing it. I know there's going to be some great matches from there. September 19th, 2 p.m. Please check out our website. Please check us out on Instagram, Sin City Submission Series. The link will be in the bio. If you want to come watch, pick up a ticket and uh, come get it so much. You're my boy. I uh, can't wait to see you soon and give you those if you know what I'm saying. You, you've got nothing, kid. Like, I like that you're, you're, you're trying here and, and every part of your veins are just struggling right now to keep up with uh, the checks your mouth can't cash. Anyway, I'm going to kill you now off this and I'm going to close this up. Thank you so much for listening into that episode. Mike is good people. I'm so glad we were able to do that interview. Again, I promised him I'm going to go down, give him a proper interview when he gets to open up his gym finally. But until then, I will be terrorizing him on mats all around Southern California. That's going to do it for this episode. If you guys want to do us a solid, make sure to go support Sin City Submission Series. 
that is on September 19th. If you can't watch that, catch the replay or catch whatever clips you can on their social media. Get behind them. Those are some incredible names. And also, be sure to give us some love at Grappling Hour on all major platforms. And if you feel so kind or up to the task, we'd love it if you give us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts because that is what also helps to build this podcast. It's going to do it for us today. My name's Rafa Sparza. It's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you back on the mats. Eventually.